Hi, I'm Renee Crandall, and you're listening to the Wake Up Your Life podcast, a personal development podcast for women where we'll discuss how to live intentionally today and every day. I want to be a better version of myself this year than I was last year, five years from now versus five years ago, and I want to encourage you in that same journey. I hope my words each week leave you feeling inspired and empowered to wake up your life and go after who you truly desire to be. I'm in this with you to coach you and cheer you on. I believe in you. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up Your Life podcast. I am so grateful you are taking time out of your schedule to join me today. I have a note on my phone that I have jotted down just different podcast episode topics and ideas as they come to me. And this one that I have that I wrote down, it was months ago. I think I wrote it down at some point last year and I've never come around to actually record an episode about it. But this week I really was not sure what to talk about. And looking through some of those notes, I was like, okay, maybe this is something that is worth discussing because it's not. It was more top of mind, I would say, last year than maybe how I'm feeling now. And sometimes it can be kind of hard to create content based on a topic that I know is important, but I may not feel as close to or be like working through the same way as some of the other things that I'm sharing that are a little bit more relevant or what I'm dealing with in my season of life now currently. But one of the episodes or the topics that I wrote down for an episode is all around the idea of loving who you are and enjoying being around yourself and being by yourself. I know that for myself, when I am not okay, if I feel unsettled being alone or I feel uncomfortable not having plans or not being busy, that is an indicator to me that something is off that I need to figure out why do I feel that way? Because I believe that we should have a level of comfort and enjoyment and ease when it comes to being by ourselves. And I don't mean being by ourselves, watching Netflix or tuning out, playing video games, something that's like numbing us from the awareness that we're by ourselves. I'm talking about actual awareness that you're spending time alone, maybe you're journaling or you're going for a walk or you're taking a bath or you're enjoying a hobby that you really like or you're just spending time reflecting and doing something that you enjoy but that it's not coming from the perspective of fighting the silence or numbing yourself to the uncomfortability that you're not around everyone or you don't have plans or whatever it may be. I think for some of us, if you're an introvert, you love spending time alone. But for others, my personality specifically, I am more extroverted. So I love being around other people and I'm very filled by being around my friends and my family and Isaac, of course. But it is really healthy for me and for my soul to spend time alone and to be comfortable with that and to not reach for my phone or the TV or noise of any kind like music and all that. I think that there's a time and a place for it. But if we intentionally aren't allowing ourselves to kind of sit in that uncomfortability of being by ourselves in silence at times, then 
I think we're doing ourselves a disservice because we aren't really tuning into how our soul feels and how we feel mentally and physically and what we may need. I'm all for podcasts and music and TV shows that inspire and having fun things on your calendar and doing things that are life-giving. Like, you know, I'm all for that. But I think especially now we're being inundated with information so much and it's not necessarily bad information. I mean, I'm creating a podcast right now. So listening to podcasts can be really helpful content, but it's still noise and it can still somewhat be a distraction of your own thoughts or how you're feeling or thinking. And so always being inundated with music or any type of noise can minimize or remove your awareness to how you're really feeling. And I know that for myself, when I have those moments of silence where I'm journaling or I'm reading my Bible or I'm reading a really good book, maybe it's a personal development book or it's a really good fiction book, or I'm just spending time with no external noise going on around me and it's a prolonged period of time. So I'm like tapping into how I'm actually feeling. Maybe I'm cooking a good meal. Maybe I'm going for a walk, spending time outside. Like allowing myself to feel comfortable in that has been so life-giving and it had been a behavior and a a rhythm and a habit for so many years of my life. I mean, I remember in college, I would stay up so late. I would be up until like midnight or 1 a.m. just journaling and reflecting and like pouring my mind and my heart into the pages of my journal, just processing what I was going through, what I was struggling with, what I was hoping for, what I was asking God for. And having those moments set aside, but also intentionally prioritized really helped essentially establish like a balance in my emotions and in my soul of like, this is how I feel and I'm aware of it. Because I think for months and months and weeks that if you aren't If you don't have any time to yourself, like truly to yourself, and it doesn't have to be like hours long. It could be 30 minutes you're taking a bath before you go to bed or you're journaling for 15 minutes in the morning and just tuning into how you actually feel. And while I think that this topic is relevant to guys, I do feel like I'm speaking more towards women because it is harder for us to step back and slow down. And I think that it's fair to say that We can push our emotions and our feelings aside for the sake of serving other people, but that's just doing a disservice to them and also us. If we aren't actually aware of how we feel, what's draining us, what needs to be changed, what we need to receive from God, how we need to love ourselves well or better take care of ourselves, whatever that may be, if we aren't taking that time, it's not going to be created for us. So we have to fight for the space to allow our minds to reset and recharge and really evaluate and take inventory of how are you feeling. So prioritizing regular rhythms, whether it be in the morning or in the evening or once a week or three times a month, to be alone and to be in silence, it can be uncomfortable in the beginning for sure. I'm someone that's very comfortable with silence and quiet and being by myself. I've kind of always been that way. But even for me, There's that onset of, wow, it's really quiet. There's like no distraction and I may want to reach for my phone or turn on a TV show, but it's so cathartic to push past that uncomfortability and really evaluate like, why don't I want it to be quiet? Are there things that I need to address either emotionally 
or am I trying to push past something physically and not address how I'm feeling or how exhausted I am or how excited I might be for something upcoming and like really letting myself sit with that. We can be so quick to push our feelings aside and be so quick to not really hold space for evaluating how we feel. And so if you kind of feel like something is off where you don't feel like yourself or you feel really distracted or you feel really stressed out or you're full of worry or you're not sleeping well or you're burned out with the amount of things on your list, take time to be completely by yourself in silence. And if you don't have kids, that's relatively easy to do. If you do have kids, ask for help. Tell your spouse, hey, I just want to take some time to hear my own thoughts and kind of tune into how I feel. Can you watch our kids for a couple hours while I just go in the backyard and journal? Or I drive somewhere and I sit in my car and I just process how I'm feeling and what's going on. Or you ask your mother-in-law for help or your mom for help or your dad for help or the babysitter next door, whoever. But really taking time to be in that silence and experience the solitude just to hear your own thoughts and feel your own soul will recharge you. It will be uncomfortable at first because like I said, it's not natural for us to be in silence anymore. (laughs) In, In our generation in society, there's always a distraction. There's always something we can reach for to essentially drown out the uncomfortable thoughts that maybe we need to address or the things that we're wrestling with or struggling through that we need to bring before God or just process and work through. And while it's so valuable meeting up with a friend and verbally processing everything you're going through, it is also really powerful to pray over your experience or what you're facing or just write it out in a journal and be really honest. And that's one of my favorite things about journaling is it's raw. It's real. It's how I'm actually feeling in the moment. I don't have to filter what I say because I'm not talking to a specific individual. It's just very free form, but there is a restoration that occurs from doing that. And so being comfortable with being alone and having practices and rhythms in your life that support your emotional well-being so that you can recharge and get away and have that restoration and the experience of really being in tune to how you feel can be maybe what you're needing if you're in the midst of a really crazy, chaotic season of life. So that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about that was based on this little note on my phone with no real structure or bullet points. But I was like, you know, I think that this could be helpful. I think that there's someone out there that needs to hear this reminder and just needs the permission to take a step away and you can be by yourself and you can be in silence and just see how you feel. I have thought about taking a weekend where I'm by myself in silence the whole time. And I would love to do that. I don't necessarily think that the season of life that I'm in right now needs that because I spend a lot of time alone throughout the day. I don't have kids. Isaac works full time. I work full time, but I am home alone a lot of the day. And so, I I don't know, I've just been thinking about going on like some type of like retreat, not necessarily like a real retreat. I think I would just like rent a house somewhere in a beautiful location or stay up at the lake or something and just be by myself and kind of see how God would show up in that way with that space and in 
just that extra margin. I mean, it's not because I don't like spending time with people. I love spending time with people. Isaac is my favorite person in the whole entire world. I love spending time with him. Even knowing that, it's really healthy for me to take care of my soul. And also the reason why I'd be so interested in doing that is with giving more of like a prayer retreat kind of thing is to give God the space to work in so many hours where I'm not distracted. So I don't know. I threw that out there because I've been thinking about it. And maybe that's something that you're feeling prompted to do. And maybe this is just a girl on a podcast telling you, hey, go ahead and do that. Maybe that's been an idea of yours and you think it'd be really restorative and really life-giving. Maybe a retreat like that could be really helpful. So I don't know. I just think in this day and age where there's so much information and technology and constant entertainment and constant distraction and constant entertainment that numbs us, I believe we should be extra intentional about creating space for silence and creating space so that we can really hear how we feel, so we can really hear what we need. And so if you love Jesus, so that we can hear what God wants to say to us and how he wants to show up for us. So yeah, it's just been interesting to kind of observe the amount of distraction on a regular basis. And it's not all bad distraction. Like I said, music and podcasts and good TV shows and audiobooks and all those things are really good, but it shouldn't come at the cost of never really knowing how we're feeling because we're constantly distracting ourselves. Or I think, and this is like kind of a hot topic or it might be something that people don't want to hear, but I think that we look to binge watching Netflix or Hulu or playing video games or scrolling Instagram or watching reels or watching things on TikTok or watching videos on YouTube or whatever, that we look at that as self-care or we look at that as, oh, I'm like creating space to relax and recharge and I get to just shut my brain off. I don't think that those are forms of self-care. I don't think that they're helpful. I have never binge watched Netflix or a TV show or Hulu or been scrolling or watching YouTube or whatever. I don't play video games, but you could put video games in that same bucket. I've never done those things and walked away being like, oh my gosh, like I'm so refueled. Like I feel ready to show up in the world and I feel more like myself and I can experience more of my own soul. Like I feel gross. Like if you watch television for a long period of time, you don't feel good afterwards. (laughs) At least I don't. And so I think we need to be really honest with ourselves of what we're labeling as self-care versus what we're labeling as just an indulgence to kind of numb out. And and I'm not against doing things every so often, like not the norm, not all the time, but every so often to just like give your brain a break. Like that's something that has been a recent addition to my life is I used to only, like I'm not kidding, I would only read personal development books. One of my friends the other day was like, what kind of fiction books have you read recently or like in the past handful of years? And I listed like three books and I was like, that is the amount of fiction books I have read since college. So not really big on the fiction train, but there was a time where I was only reading personal development books. And last year, I was just going through a lot. You've heard me talk about that. It was just a really hard season. And I was like, okay, I need to give my brain a break because I'm going through a hard season. I'm reading personal development books. Those aren't the most like relaxing to read. 
all, at all times. So I started reading fiction and it was just, it just felt good to kind of escape a little bit and be like, okay, I'm going to let my brain shut off, think about something different, be entertained in a healthy way. But I wasn't choosing fiction books or if your choice is television every once in a while and watching shows that don't really add value. If if you're doing that every once in a while, there's a huge difference between like, I just need to shut my brain off for a little bit and I don't want to feel the feelings I have. I don't want to address what's going on in my life, right? Like huge difference between those two. First one is relatively healthy where it's like, I just am exhausted. I'm just going to take a little break, read this book, watch this show, and, and you don't make it a regular habit every single day versus feeling angry at your circumstance or upset or depressed at what's going on and not wanting to feel it in the sense of, I don't want to pretend it's there or I'm going to pretend it's not there. I don't want to feel this way. I'm done. This is overwhelming. And then you kind of just wallow into yourself and kind of become a turtle in your shell and you're like, I want the world to go away and I'm just going to binge watch Netflix or I'm just going to play video games. Like we know what's healthy and what's not. And we know most of what's healthy versus not is based on our intention of why we're doing it. So that is something that I wanted to throw out there that we can use some of those activities as if they're self-care. And if you really evaluate how you feel afterwards, I just don't believe that they are. I think that self-care and any type of activity that is healthy for you in larger quantities is something that's going to make your soul feel more alive. It's going to give you true rest. You're going to feel refueled and restored afterwards. You're going to likely feel a sense of peace or confidence or a remembrance of who you are and and what you're capable of. And and there's just different emotions associated with actual self-care if you're going through a hard season and you're taking time to kind of separate from just all the distraction and the busyness of life versus reaching for the easier thing, which is TV in most cases, or your phone or video games and claiming it's your quote unquote me time when in fact it's not adding any value to the way that you feel. It might be fun in the moment, but it's, I think with some of those things, they can be so addictive that we can't even break free from them when we want to, or when we're like, oh my gosh, it's midnight, I should go to bed. And you may be in the throes of a video game or TV watching, and then you're up for another couple hours like that. I just, I have strong opinions about that, but I think that at the end of the day, it's just important for us to filter and identify what is healthy in the sense of how do we feel afterwards and is that really the best that we would want to be feeling. So that was one point that I had on this little note. And then the other thing, which I don't necessarily know if it if it's one and the same or goes with the same topic, but I'm going to share it anyway. This is kind of a random episode. But like I said, I wasn't entirely sure what to talk about, but I saw this note and I was like, you know what? I think that this could resonate with someone and there may be someone this week that needs to hear it. So here I am. This is what we're talking about. The other thing that I had said at the beginning of the episode is, do you love who you are? And I said that because I do think, actually, now that I'm thinking through this, I do think that they're one and the same of creating space for silence and being by yourself and doing things that just you enjoy or taking time to reflect on how you feel emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, and all of that. And also the topic of, do you love 
who you are and who you're becoming because it's when we're taking that time alone that we can really evaluate what we want or how we're feeling or how we're showing up in the world. The more that you love yourself and that you can process the stuff that you've gone through or what you want in life or who you want to become. Last week, I had the episode all about what does it mean when I say best version of yourself, right? Like when you're on the journey of becoming the best version of yourself, the more you're going after that for you and the more that you love yourself and you really value who you're becoming, the less approval you're going to need from others because you will already have given it to yourself. You won't be seeking it from other people. But I do think that in order to really evaluate where you're headed and how you feel and who you're becoming and who you are comes with creating space in silence or separating from the distraction of day-to-day life to give yourself the margin to actually evaluate how you're feeling. I think that it's just important to have activities that you love. I mean, I've talked about that countless times of having life-giving activities that you really enjoy and evaluating, are they things that you enjoy or are you doing them because you want to numb out and distract yourself? And the more that you take time to invest in yourself to really figure out and learn who are you, what do you like, how are you feeling, what are you facing, what do you want, it creates a sense of confidence of like, you know where you're headed or you're taking control of your life and saying, this isn't serving me. I'm going to get rid of this. Or when you're in that process and in the space of silence, evaluating how you feel, you can be really honest with yourself. And it's in that silence and in that space of evaluation that the honesty can occur. Because even if you're having a conversation with someone, sometimes their opinion of something or the way they respond can then influence what you believe you should or shouldn't do, or then how you view yourself or what you may want to do next or whatever. But when it's just you and you're being honest, and if you're inviting God into that moment, it can give you a really clear sense of direction and clarity of like, you know who you are, you know what you value, you know where you're heading. And that margin creates the space for that. And that will build the confidence of knowing who you are. And it will also give you the space to love yourself more and really evaluate how far you've come in life and what you've overcome and what you've accomplished and what God's doing in your present season today and who he's blessed you with and giving you the space to count that fruit. I know for myself, like I said at the beginning, if something feels off, if I just feel like, oh, like... I feel distracted or I feel drained or burned out or everything feels so mundane. That's usually an indication of me needing to step back, take time for myself, read, journal, pray, do something that's life-giving. And in that, I discover more of who I am. And then I love myself even more. And it, it then allows me to show up better in the world because I'm not then showing up wanting the approval from everyone else and wanting everyone else to love me in the way that I feel they want me to show up in a sense. It's more of like, this is who I am and I'm grateful for who God has made me to be. And this is what I'm working through or I'm in tune to how I feel. Like when you know how you feel and you're taking accountability for those emotions and you're creating change that serves you well, that is so empowering. It's the victim mentality of like, oh, things are always going to be this way. It's never going to change. I'm just going to numb out and forget and not address what's happening It's those kind of things, that type of thinking that eats away at who you are. And then you just become a shell of yourself. But the empowerment comes from taking that accountability, but being in tune to how you feel and what may need to be changed. So all of that to say, this is your prompt. 
I am reaching my hands out as if I'm putting my hands on on either one of your shoulders. But this is my prompt to you to take time to be by yourself this week, to be in silence, to reflect on how you're feeling, what you may need, to pray over whatever you need to pray over and process through some of those thoughts that pop up and kind of fight through what may be uncomfortable to get to the restoration that can come through that silence and that space. And to remember that investing in yourself and creating that margin and really being in tune to how you feel and addressing the emotions that need to be addressed and taking accountability for things in your life that need to change or need to continue to grow as they are is going to build the confidence of who you're created to be and will fill you with more love for yourself and who you're becoming. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I appreciate you taking time to listen to this random yet somewhat all over the place episode, (laughs) but hopefully it was valuable and encouraging and gave you an action item for this week. So I will be back next week with another episode and I can't wait for you to join me then. 